This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And welcome to the movie podcast review of Maestro. My name is Daniel. I am your Maestro today. And joining me in this lovely, lovely orchestra that we call the movie podcast crew, it is Shabazz. Hello, Shabazz. Hello. And Anthony. Hello. Okay, we're uh, we're singing. We're, we're not an orchestra anymore. I, I, I you, didn't know what like, instrument wait. to do. That's why I was like. <laughs> like Anthony on multiple shows has done like, I, I play trumpet. <laughs> But like no no wow. trumpet today from Anthony. Terrible trumpet. Yeah, well, I, didn't, I, I, didn't I, I was of a imitating trumpet. his imitation because I'm like I'm gonna do the wand, but then I don't want to be like condescending to the you know maestros out there and the conductor. And also Daniel's a maestro right now too, so you can't. But, but yeah, I'm like well. counting of all of in us four four time. Daniel's the only one who can do it right. Like who can <laughs> me doing it is just yeah. Uh, waving I, a pen in I have the, air. the conducting card, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, I'm allowed to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually I learned I had an exam in high school for conducting, and I had to do it uh, conduct our school orchestra on different time signatures and and songs. It was it's not an easy job. It, it really isn't. I know when I was younger watching uh, like orchestras or conductors, I would see like yeah, it just looks like they're just like up there dancing with like a, with a stick, but there's such an art to it that you really don't know unless you know. And I think we'll talk more about that in Maestro today, but I want to ask both of you right now, we are heading into, or we're, you know, we're full steam into the award movie season. And Maestro has been a film that uh, we've been hearing a lot about, you know, we've been hearing about Bradley Cooper's transformation. He spent so many, you know, years of his life, working on the story and, and, and practicing and getting so immersed in the role. I, I'm curious for both of you, Maestro, we know is going to be an, an, a big Oscar contender. Do you think, and I, and I don't want you to answer it right now. We'll answer it at the end of the show because we want people to, to, you know, stick around to the end, of course, but keep this in mind when we're reviewing this. And I know we don't typically talk about awards here as much, but I'm curious what big categories do you think Maestro will be contenders in? I want you to kind of keep that in the back of your mind and we'll circle back to it at the end of this episode because this is the movie podcast. You could catch brand new episodes all throughout the week with new interviews, reviews, and episodes and all the latest movies, news, and series. We have an incredible main episode out right now that you go check out. We talk about everything that happened in the world of the news uh, of movie and entertainment. So go check that out. We also have an interview out right now with the one and only Bella Ramsey, who was so gracious to join us on the movie podcast to talk about chicken run and the last of us. So make sure you go check out that interview. Give it lots of love because uh, we love doing these interviews and we want to keep doing more of them for you. And of course we're not done yet. We have lots of reviews and interviews coming right up to the end of the year. So we're going to be keeping you, keeping your ears busy uh, today and throughout the next couple of weeks. Uh, but let's get right into it. We're talking about Maestro. Like I said, this is written and directed by Bradley Cooper. It's also produced by Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg. So you have some really big heavy hitters coming into play today. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting when we get a movie 
of this caliber coming onto the world. And of course, it's going to be releasing on Netflix in limited theaters in November, and it will stream on Netflix on December 20th. So make sure you check it out then if you're looking for it on Netflix. And I want to say thank you to them for inviting us to watch the film today. Let's get right into it because I know we have a lot to say. Shabazz, start us off with your first reactions to Maestro. Maestro is, is beautiful. It is sonically extremely impressive and it just looks great. Uh, the visual storytelling that Bradley Cooper has been able to do here is stunning. I think the way he transitions from vignette to vignette is so classic hollywood and bradley cooper continues to prove he is more than capable behind the camera as he is in front of the camera while all those things are definitely positives and great about the film i think what the movie really suffers is in trying to tell a story a story that's engaging and a story that kind of really lets you know more about this character of leonard bernstein who is someone from real life but after watching this two-hour film i didn't learn too much about this character. I feel like I knew already what I had going in when I left the movie. I was like, okay, he's a famous composer. He's his, his personal life has, has been very complicated. And that's kind of all that I got about it. I feel like there were a lot of missing elements and scenes from this movie that probably would have told a much deeper and richer story. But when the movie kind of starts, it really shows the success comes kind of easily in a way. And you never feel that struggle. And you start to wonder, is this movie more about his relationship with Carrie Mulligan and, and the things that occurred during their marriage? Is this about him and his family? And even then, when it starts to touch upon those threads of the story, it never fully commits to it. The other thing that I will say is while the performances are really excellent, I mean, Bradley Cooper, he's really built himself into this role, Carrie Mulligan as well. I still couldn't help but see them in the role. I knew that that was Bradley Cooper playing a character. And I think a lot of the times people are like, well, duh, that's the point. I think the point really is to get lost in that character and for us to just see the character and no longer the actor. But I kept still seeing Bradley Cooper. To compare, if you look at something like Oppenheimer, I didn't see Killian Murphy anymore. I didn't see Robert Downey Jr. or or the whole cast of actors in that movie. I didn't see them at all. I saw the character that they were playing and I felt like I was witnessing history at that moment. With Maestro, I still kept seeing, okay, Bradley Cooper, he's got a prosthetic nose on. He's really giving it that Oscar-worthy performance. And, you know, 20 years ago, I think this is the kind of film that, or even like, much sooner than that like maybe even five years ago or less let's look at five years ago six years ago ago, really for sure yeah those are the kind of movies that you know the oscars they just love and i think that this movie fits all those bills but then it just starts to kind of feel like it's no longer an original film it is no longer a movie that's about this character it's just an oscar bait film and that's kind of where i'm left with this movie had a good time with it but it, it it never punches you in the gut that you want a movie to and kind of keeps you hooked into it. Shabazz, I completely agree with you. I think when when I was going to this film, I kept hearing nonstop on multiple podcasts that I was listening to, multiple like celebrities that saying, you know, Maestro, Maestro is, you know, Bradley Cooper's magnum opus. And I'll be honest with you, I see glimpses of it. There are moments in this film that I was that felt transcending. That felt like, wow, if only the entire film had this much adrenaline and love in it and, and soul. 
And I totally agree with you that you could see the performances. I think you want to see great performances. And again, on paper, they are great performances. And people may be like, well, what do you guys mean? Well, it, it, in the lowest terms, I could say, like, it feels very like they're trying really hard to give an Oscar Oscar quality film, right? It's it feels a little try hard, and again, that's fine. But it's like you if you're if you're going to do that, you need to deliver on all aspects of it. And I think with Maestro for me, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I felt like it was just missing. There was a secret ingredient missing. But Anthony, please jump in. Give us your first reaction to Maestro. Just like you, Daniel, you we there was a lot of information going into this movie about how well this movie was going to be and how well it was received at the Venice Film Festival and everything leading up to it because this was you know Bradley Cooper's moment this is this was the movie that was going to be his shining light it was going to be his best picture his best director best actor and and i feel like when you have a lot of that on there's this huge expectation right like you're just going into it thinking my god this is going to be a cr- like one of the best films I've ever seen and especially about someone you don't know and I really didn't know anything about Leonard and I knew again I did my research I dived into his past and, and understand where he came from so I'm like okay this is going to be an interesting story here's a, a composer conductor who is struggling with his identity he's not sure if he's gay if he's if he's bisexual if he loves his wife or is she just an idea of what he wants love to be he's kind of stuck in this and the way bradley told the story it was almost as if the performances were the main part of it and the story came later rather than the story and then the performance that gradually would come with that story definitely see that and that's what i felt i felt like man this guy is doing everything in his power to win this award and i don't i don't i wish i didn't feel like that i just felt like man he is playing this guy too hard too much down to the yeah. you know the, the <laughs> nailed it you nailed it anthony down to the characteristics and he almost be, he became a caricature of leonard and there's a really beautiful scene in the cathedral where he just fucking snaps he is like i i don't know if there were cameras back then to record it but i just envision that this is what it must have been like in for the, him in, in the in the 60s in the 60s well, the he, 70s? because he was he shoots the scene in the cathedral where he does he's conducting right and he just goes all out as it, it feels like this one shot there's he's sweating it's a lot of hair so i don't know if that was the exact if that was look, documented but it just felt gotcha. like that was captured in time and that was a moment from that point in the movie where i started to care a lot about this film but that was like an hour and 50 minutes maybe an hour and 45 minutes it was very late in the movie it was very late and i actually started to care more about this movie at the end of this movie because the struggle starting to show shay you're right that there isn't a struggle there you you don't understand you you see that there is he has issues of what he the life paths he chose but they're very glossed over they're very they're like bullet points yes they're very much bullet points you never feel that there there's these these moments in his life that really affect him as a character and i also and you know this movie really focuses on the love story doesn't show him actually being a maestro as much as him being uh, yeah. everything in else a relationship. in a relationship and yeah. it's it i don't even want to say it's a really it, yes it is the story of their relationship for sure but there's so many other things that are happening that i feel like even that part is taken away from 
from watching this movie. But, you know, I think performance-wise, probably Bradley Cooper's best performance, uh, Carrie Mulligan's best performance. But there's also this feeling that they are trying to win you over when you're just trying to understand who this man is, who Leonard Bernstein is. And I really wish I got that story rather than a performance-driven movie where that story was second to that. We, we've all, you know, spoken about the performance first, and it, it very much is a performance first. So I do want to, we, we kind of said it more in a critical light, but I, I, let's, let's talk to the, the positive of the performances because they are great performances still. And I think Bradley Cooper, you know, you, you said it, Anthony, like Bradley Cooper is probably giving his finest performance of his career at this point. You know, he's been nominated like nine times for, for an Oscar and, you know, one, two, uh, three, four, four times for his acting other times for, you know, directing things like that. But like, it's, it's, it's incredible to see his career trajectory and to see like, wow, like this guy is going to be, you know, he, he's, he became Leonard Bernstein. He definitely did. And, and Leonard Bernstein, you'll know that whether you know him by name or not, like, you'll know, you know what West side story is, you know, what uh, on the waterfront is like he like he things that he has been part of have lived on for so long and that's just like on the film side like not including his stage work his ballets his operas and all that that he's done um and i really loved every single moment of this film that really focused on you know him being a maestro him being a master of what uh, of his craft and i think bradley directed and performed the hell out of those scenes you know there's this there's a scene in the beginning of the film where he gets a phone call saying you know what you're going to be playing um was it carnegie hall um and he knows you know the main conductor is sick you're going to be stepping in and there is this sweeping shot throughout the entire uh basically concert hall that's going to be up there for one of the best shots of the year it is incredible the way it moves. I want to shout out Maddie Lebatik, who is a cinematographer of this film. Um, absolutely just incredible camera work. You are following him. It almost looks like he's like in a diorama, running through it, going to the stage, coming back. It's I'm like, oh my God, we are this movie is about to take us on a trip. And I only wish that that level of energy was maintained throughout the rest of it because it felt like that energy of him being in love with music almost got lost in the grander message of this film. And yes, it does focus on him and Carrie Mulligan and, you know, his struggle a little bit for, you know, I love this woman, but I'm also going to be pursuing um, these other relationships as well too. But I felt like this, this, it felt like Maestro had its hands in a lot of different things instead of firmly planting itself in this is a film about my relationship or this is a film about, how this guy became the greatest maestro of all time. This movie, you know, when you look at it and you look at Bradley Cooper's career and you see him like, I just, I, I was just envisioning while I was watching him, like when he was going, I feel like he was going to NYU film, uh, the NYU film school. He went to screen actors. Uh, I remember seeing him on one of those Bravo shows where he was talking to De Niro. Yeah, the behind the actor studio. Behind the actor studio. And he's just, that guy who really is passionate about making movies and being invested in the characters. And now it's gone to directing and writing. And that's what this movie really shows Bradley do like everything that you love as someone who watches film, the movies shot on film, it's one, three, three, one. So it has this really, you know, 
old aspect ratio where it's square based and it's very large and the characters look large and everything has that old timey feel that I feel like that's what he remembers or what he wants to see in a movie. But it, like I said, it just comes off not genuine. It almost comes off like it's very manufactured to the point where I, I see what you're trying to do, Bradley, but I think you went too hard on it. And too, you too, see through the lens too you much see, on you that almost see him that you've lost yeah. what it really was to just make the movie. Yeah, you see him trying to emulate like Scorsese, who's a producer on it, Spielberg, who's a producer on it, where it's like, where's his voice in this? And I think that's where we were talking about what is Bradley Cooper's directing style, his writing style. Um, you know, his acting style. He's a brilliant actor. He's shown that time and time again. But this one, you're almost starting to see behind the camera. You're seeing the thought process in the work rather than really paying attention to the work. I think the thing for me is when we when we watched this movie and we kind of came out of it, I was like, a lot of it felt like, you know, it was something that Spielberg would have worked on. There's a lot of moments in this movie where it reminded me of Schindler's List with the way that the camera's moving, the way you're using the color grading of black and white. And I really enjoyed that. And like you said, Daniel, that that opening sequence of of going through this of going through this different stage and moving out and pulling in. I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. This movie is going to really blow our minds. And it's not that it, it ever takes a pause because the runtime and the pacing of this movie is, is really good. I think like it, yeah. it just kind of keeps moving, but because the beats never really hit. And I think the thing this movie is missing is heart at the end of the day. It kind of gets lost on you. You just kind of keep seeing a, a movie, and I and I hate to use this as an example, but it, it it almost feels a little bit AI sometimes. Where it's like, if I went into Chat GPT and was like, write and direct a create a movie for me that is reminiscent of Spielberg and is going to win a bunch of Oscars and and give people the feels this way, this is kind of what I would get. And it, it bums me out because it never felt original. Never felt like this is the movie Bradley Cooper wanted to make. This is just the movie that he did make because he was inspired by so many people. And he was like, listen, these are the Oscar winning films that I love. And these are the Oscar winning movies that I wanted to show. And he gave us that, which is so cool. And I think it's an excellent thing to do. But I never still got an idea of, okay, what is Bradley Cooper's signature style? And what does he bring? Because again, his performance is great. And it'll probably be remembered for a very long time, but I don't think it'll be one that I remember for a very long time. It's interesting you you mentioned like the AI piece because I, I get what you're saying, and I and again that's not to and and we're saying that not to take away from the artistic no, not at all. integrity of the film, not at all, um, because it is a beautifully shot film. It's a beautiful looking film, but I see it in the sense where it's like if you're looking at a checklist of everything you want from a movie that will be nominated for six plus Oscars, it's like okay have an, a producing team that is Scorsese and Spielberg check that, that have alone a, have a, a performances, Carrie Mulligan, Bradley Cooper, check, check, you know, shoot it on film, make it about Hollywood old. It's like, you're, you're going through a list of like, old is it the Hollywood film that he classic, wanted to make or the, is it a film that Bradley Cooper felt like he had to make to finally get that recognition? And right. you totally see him putting everything into it. You see it, you yeah. see him giving everything because he wants, and again, I don't know if he, I'm not saying that he's doing it just to win an award, but he, he's obviously doing it because he's passionate about this story and he wants to tell it, but also there's going to be a lot of acclaim that comes with that. And I think he's deserving for a lot of it. I just really wish that there was something to this film that made me go, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, and yeah. and I, and again, I correct me if I'm wrong. Like I feel like I had the most knowledge of who Leonard Bernstein was going into this. Um, 
but even then i'm leaving i'm like okay yeah i i got more about a little bit of his personal life i think the scenes that you know bradley cooper is conducting uh, the orchestra are some of the in most incredible moments of this film. Some of my favorite scenes of the year that I will most likely when I rewatch this film or go to this film or think of this film down the road, I'll be like, Oh, let me put on the cathedral scene or let me put on that opening scene again, you know, or let me see like the, the opera practicing. Cause those are where this movie is shining. It literally sing to the heavens. You're just like, this is what maestro is you see that you see the blood sweat and tears that go into putting in a performance and i watched tar last year and i got it was very reminiscent of tar this film in the sense of you have this conductor who you know could be a little promiscuous as well too and there's other stuff that comes with that with very different messages of the films but it's funny that you know we're getting maestro the year after tar where it feels like all that love and that that idea of like oh what a conductor is people almost got from tar and now my show's coming out. So I'm curious to see, will the Academy or will audiences be like, Oh yeah, let me get another conductor film. Right. Or, right. or people wouldn't care enough about it. And I think that's something we spoke about, right? Like who's, who's the film for? Yeah. Right. It's and just, it's definitely going to an older crowd. This has yeah, that it is classic a classic movie. movie feel, which is great, but because you've seen it a hundred times before, it never feels fresh. It never feels new. So walking out of this yeah. movie, I was like, Oh, that was good. Like I, like I had a good time with that. But it's also because I've seen it that I know that it's a good time, but it never showed me anything new. And I think that's what I would bum me at the most is I never left this movie learning more about this character. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I had known about Leonard Bernstein's uh, sexuality always being this, this, this thing that was kind of brought up. It was like, it, it, you know, he's, he's, he's with, he's with men and also he has a wife and, and that's, there's the, the taboo around it. But that's kind of it. it. It's just, it's luckily not as bad as something that you got in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody where, that movie no, was no, no. trying to avoid it in a way. Whereas this one, they 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 are admitting to everything that's happening. They 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 embrace it, right? They, it they feels like yeah, it, yes. this, they're telling the story. They're making a little bit. Uh, I feel like again, we don't. I don't know the full extent to his, you know, his relationship history, but it definitely feels a little bit more easy. Yeah, where it's like easy yeah. in the sense where it's like yeah, there's struggles in life, but you're it not. Felt see, hard. You don't really see him struggle as much, no. and I almost wanted to see him struggle more or him be up for something to conduct something and not get it. You don't get that. You literally just get the success story. And then you get, you know, the little pieces outside of that. It's like the cameras pointed this way, but I'm like, but what's going on over there? What's going on on that side? We saw Carrie Mulligan struggle more. I think. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. She carried a lot of this film, right? So my biggest thing is you're going to tell a story about Leonard Bernstein and you want to tell a story about the love story between these two, but it's so basic that, I, I was struggling to understand why this was the main focus of the story. Yeah. Like, why did they fall in love? Because at the end of it, if she knew who he was and he was going to be promiscuous throughout his life and she was okay with it. And maybe there are struggles within that because she gets jealous and, and he's just trying to be who he is. There needed to be more than what we got in that film. Definitely. We're, we're overshadowing that this man was the first real music orchestra conductor that was American based because the majority of them were all from Europe, right? So yeah. here's the yes. first American music uh, orchestra. I don't even know what uh, conductor, conductor of and composer, yeah. and, and composers. Yeah, this guy's writing music. This, you know, like he's one of those people that, and he's American. That's a big thing too, but that's so overlooked because you have this love story that 
they really want to focus on. And I just found that the love story wasn't big enough for that to overshadow his actual career. And I, it almost felt like this movie was appeasing the family. Like I remember watching the Venice at the Venice Film Festival. They had the kids, and they were there. Now they're they're in their adult years and their older adult years, and they were really happy with what they got. And it almost felt like this was like a home movie made for them, in a sense that this was just you know a memory of who their father and mother was, but for them, not for the grand audience, not for the people who are going to go and actually watch this film there was there needed to be something more because again we never lived with these people so we don't know what really happened and i think that's where the 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 gray area of we should have seen a little bit more heartache a little bit more struggle, struggle yeah. like we've been saying getting to the top being who he was struggling with his identity struggling with who he was with with loving his wife as well as being stuck in a room in a sense so there's there's a lot of things that it's missing from this movie that could have made this so much better. I like that a lot, Anthony. Again, I, I think this is something that we've kind of echoed throughout where there are so, there are such moments of brilliance in this film for me where I was just like, wow, like there's, there's so much of this that I'm loving. And again, on paper, it's like this checks all the boxes for what you would want from a film. But I really do think it was missing that special ingredient. And it was missing, like Shay said, some of that heart, like Anthony was saying, that struggle and for me and for i know for all of us we wanted a lot more music we wanted a lot more of those scenes because bradley cooper is amazing conducting those scenes like those are uh, like i was saying some of my favorite scenes of the year from uh, of any movie like those are some incredible sequences and if only we got more of that more of his rise or fall or whatever in the world of music i think that would have been really really incredible to see earlier in this episode i asked you guys where do you see Maestro falling when it comes to awards down the road? Because we are in the award movie season. Are we seeing, you know, almost like a a, a clean sweep in, in terms of nominations, like best picture, best actor, best actress, uh, adapted screenplay, everything like that? Or where are you seeing with that? And um, Anthony, we'll get you to start. I think definitely best actor, best director, uh, best actress as well. Cin- cinematography's beautiful i think there was this one shot and yeah. I, was, I was mentioning to you guys as we were leaving of um leonard conducting and it's a shadow of him and in the middle of his it's a shot like so it's a shot of carrie mulligan who's watching his his hugeness in this world and she's living in the shadow and that's another part that i wish they really focus on but she he's she's living in the shadow and the way he's doing it and the bigness and the grandness of it, it was so well shot. And again, I don't know how much CG was it in it, but I felt like that was one of those shots that I just stood out for me in this movie. Um, yeah. Music, like in terms of audio, I think it has a really good audio design score. Everything is his music. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's all his music it's from all, all his of music, his films, yeah. all his works right. he's gone on. So I don't think it would technically be, I don't, I don't think it would be eligible for best original score because there is no original score for this film. Screenplay, not so much. Um, prosthetics, maybe like costume design, like the hair, the, the yeah, face. Like that's possible. Bradley yeah. Cooper reminded yeah. me so much of a Pixar character just because he has these blue eyes but he also has this piercing he has blue a big eyes, nose yeah. because Leonard had a bigger, bigger nose, but he just felt like yeah. a cartoonish character because he didn't 
the, the blue eyes really stand out. Um, so you remind me of Pixar. I'm like, man, this is what like an AI Pixar version of a of a person's face might look like. <laughs> I and see that. 100%. It also has like because it's shot in black and white, it has like this yeah this uh, smoothness that goes over, so it looks looks right very Pixar ish. But um, yeah, I think it's going to get a lot of nominations. But I think those are the ones that will stand out from the the list of others. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned like uh, Shay earlier mentions um, uh, Schindler's lists, and I was like, yeah, like Bradley Cooper, and almost has like a Ray Fiennes look to him as well too. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he definitely was getting those parallels, and then obviously, you know, parts of this film took place in the 40s as well too. So you're really getting, you know, the span of like 30 years over this film. Shay, how about you? How are you seeing? maestro fairing at the oscars this year and the bigger question is killian murphy safe as best actor i i want to say yeah i think hey man oh my god i'm so flustered with what i want to say because i think this is academy food this is academy dinner this is something that the academy is going to eat right up everything about it checks the boxes for them they are fed with this movie so for them i think they're going to be like yeah best director best like give it everything they got and it's and it's fine. I think you know, it, it's it's great. This movie is not a bad movie. Of course, we, we we enjoyed this film, but it doesn't challenge the status quo. This movie doesn't push the boundaries of what you can make movies. And I I want to toot the horn of Oppenheimer again. That movie is three hours long. It let us know that movies can be three hours long. They can be biopics, and they can feel so entertaining that you don't feel three hours go by. And you look at a movie like this, which is fantastic, but it's just something you've seen a hundred times over and over again. Fantastic movie, really well made. But when you've made the dish a bunch of times, to really mess it up would be kind of a surprise. So for a movie like this, it's safe. It does its, it does its thing. It's going to get the nominations that we all expected to get. Is it going to get the wins? I, and I mean this with all due respect. I hope it doesn't get the wins that I want. Oppenheimer or another film to get and that's kind of where I'm at with it I, I I want this movie to be loved I want people to like this movie but I think there are movies out there right now that deserve the awards more so than this film let's get to our final recommendations Anthony I'm going to get you to start us off this will be a added to your queue uh, I believe that uh, also it's not going to be a, a movie that's widely available anyway. So if you have access to one of the limited screens that it will play in and you are a big Leonard Bernstein fan, then maybe go watch it. But I think waiting for it on Netflix and then watching it at home, uh, is probably your best option. But I think it's also a movie that you should watch at, watch at some time is in your, in your life because it, it's a, it's a really well-made movie. I think, um, for the respect of Bradley Cooper, I think he put everything he could possibly put in this movie, his whole heart. I don't think it hit the mark with me as an audience member, no, even knowing that, that he put all his heart because I feel like it, at certain points it fell flat. And I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted because I feel bad for this guy. He put all his heart and soul in the movie and you don't get the messaging that you want to 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 show or to share with people it sucks like or from what we got from it from, right? from what we got but i feel like a lot of people are going to experience that as well i think if you're maybe like a little bit of the hoity-toity cinema file person maybe but i feel like there that that 
story of the relationship, you're going to start to question why was this so important to be the main part of the story? I got you. You know, I'm right there with you. I think um, it, for me, it's a watch it on Netflix. So once it releases on Netflix on December 20th, check it out there. Um, if you are someone who it is playing around you and you are a fan of his or you're curious, I would say it's worth it to see, you know, those master those master scenes of him actually conducting on screen those are really mesmerizing and we got to listen to it and watch it and Dolby Atmos today which sounded incredible and it's like wow like the majority of people who watch this film will not watch it like this and it's a shame because it surrounds you it sounded incredible and i think that's something that the sound design in this film is 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 phenomenal uh but i will say yeah bradley cooper he gives it his all you see it on screen but i think because it feels like you know the best picture winner of 2015 or 2016 i like shay said it is something that we feel like we've gone before uh doesn't make it bad but it just feels a little less original in that sense but yeah i would say definitely watch it once it hits netflix shabazz take us home uh i'm right there with uh, anthony i think add to your cue um there is some great stuff in this movie there's some great visuals some great music but it doesn't leave a lasting impression and it doesn't leave the impression i think it wants to leave so when you get a chance when it's on netflix maybe around christmas time gather with the family put it on and just bask in it i think uh but yeah add to your cue I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Maestro. Like we said, it is available on Netflix December 20th. So check it out or don't check it out. Maybe re-listen to our review. That also will help us out a lot too. If you like what we're doing here at the movie podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave us five stars wherever you're listening or watching. Make sure you engage with us because a like goes a long way. I want to say thank you again to our friends at Netflix for inviting us to watch this film. We have lots of reviews, lots of interviews and episodes coming your way before the year is up. So make sure you tune in to us on all social media feeds, on YouTube, wherever you follow us. Our show notes below have everything you need and more. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs>